You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Organic Fitness Podcast. I have got my latest guest on the show all the way from the organic apple, you could say. His name is Kevin, all right? He's Lift and Balance on Instagram, and we're going to be talking about all things fitness and all things health. All right, Kevin, welcome to the show, my man. Coleman, what's up? I don't know if I would call it the organic apple. It might be kind of the exact opposite of the organic apple, but I, I, like, I like where you went with that on. So you have a lot of fruit stands. I don't know if I'd eat the fruit off the fruit stands, but they have a lot of fruit stands. I'm sure they have organic ones. If they don't, we'd be the first two people to find them. That's for sure. There you go. You got to come, you got to come help me find some. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm due a visit to America. I tell you, I could be on the cards. And if I am over there, I'll definitely be making up with you, man. Big time. Very but cool. I want you to tell the listeners a small bit about yourself before we get into this podcast, a little bit about your background and what are you actually doing and where's the best place even everything to reach you. Yeah, no, absolutely. First, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. I, I love the information you put out, all your, uh, all your different channels, and it's, uh, it's, it's got an awesome, healthy vibe to it. So appreciate what you're doing, first and foremost. Um, I'm just a dude on the internet who, you know, went through some early life, um, you know, interesting scenarios around fam- family and friends and, um, and unfortunate, you know, outcomes when, when um, um, dealing with disease and chronic illness and things like that. And you know, I, I kind of rolled up my sleeves and I said, let's let's peel back the onion. Pun intended. Onions are great prebiotics, by the way. Uh, let's peel. Let's let's. Peel. I know you like prebiotics. So oh, love, man. Yeah. love you already. I, I, did, love- I did catch. I did catch that on one of the other uh, episodes you did. But let's peel back the onion a little bit and let's see. Um, you know, what, what can really be driving this very, very common um, issue that's just getting more and more prevalent. So as, as I peeled back the onion, dug into a lot of research and things like that, you find that a lot of these conditions, these chronic conditions that we find ourselves as a society dealing with, as a Western developed society mostly dealing with, um, are highly preventable. And they're highly based off a poor lifestyle and poor environment that we put ourselves in. So adjusting that can do so much in the long run. And that's kind of the premise of how I talk to people, what I kind of preach online and, um, and what I, you know, the end goal is I want everyone to start treating themselves like the most valuable asset that they are. And that's them. So, you know, that's kind of the, the, uh, the uh, high-level overview of how we got here, and we do it in a, I like to say, you know, as an intro to all my YouTubes, and we do it in an odd, weird, interesting, and highly sarcastic manner, of course. Yeah. So. That's why I'm kind of I'm similar, and I have kind of similar viewpoints to you. Like, it's informative, but it's in a humorous manner. It's about having a little bit of fun, but still getting the point across in relation to being a healthier, fitter version of you, and in my personal uh, opinion most people do want to be healthier most people do want to feel and look a little bit better and when they start to improve their diet and improve their lifestyle and eating local fresh organic produce that's exactly what happens but the topic i want to lead on to firstly i'm very interested in you just mentioned on a couple of your youtube and latest posts is the likes of shift work all right and you tell us a small bit about that and tell the listeners a little bit more about it and what you know 
Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, it's an interesting one. And it's one that I, I came across a couple of years ago, did a little uh, tidbits here and there on it, but really dove into, as you probably saw on the, on the latest YouTubes. Um, and it's shift work for a long time now. It's, it's defined by the International Labor Organization as staying up past the two hours or more past between the hours of 10 p.m. and 5 a.m., you know, in your respective time zone, 50 or more days over a calendar year. So that's, that's shift work. And what we, what we typically, you know, think of shift work is you know, people who work the night shift. We think of our nurses, our doctors, our police officers, our firefighters, the people in the shipping industry. I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of um, the IT workers working across the globe 24-7, you know. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch, yeah. But um, it's those like common professions that deal with night shifts. That's what you tend to associate shift workers with. And there's been a lot of research over the years that's shown that um, living this type of lifestyle is detrimental to our short-term health and um, really scary in terms of long-term health consequences. Uh, and what the, uh, it, so much so that the World Health Organization, the you know, organization that looks out for the world's health and stuff, pretty important, has identified it as a probable carcinogen, something that causes cancer which is, you know, that right there, shift work, not, not a lifestyle factor. So that's pretty amazing right there. Now where it gets, unfortunately, you know, scarier, and we'll bring it back because, you know, there's, <laughs> we'll get back to the positive, but it gets, unfortunately, a little scarier when you think, and you, and you uh, look at the definition I just gave you, staying up 50 nights or more, um, over a calendar year between the hour, two hours with um, stay, staying up till midnight uh, for 50 nights or more over a calendar year. When you do the math, when you break it down, we've got two go out party nights each week, which are Friday and Saturday. Uh, you have your all nighters for work. You have uh, your all nighters for studying. You have those Netflix vortexes, those YouTube vortexes staying up on TikTok all night. It's addicting, you know, you, all of a sudden it's 2 a.m., things like that. Um, this, is, this is defined as social shift work or social jet lag. It's not having a job that requires you to work a late night shift to, you know, perform some, some activity to get income to, you know, your, that your lively, livelihood depends on it. It's, we're doing this by choice. Um, and we are putting ourselves in a potentially riskful health scenario, long-term health scenario and short-term health scenario um, in doing so. So that's, that's kind of the, the, uh, the scary thing with shift work. And I'd say most of us, unless you're paying attention to it, you probably are, are uh, a social shift worker to some extent. That's amazing. And it's just, what, it, what it is, is it's something that not enough people are aware of. Is it something that you do on a regular basis? I would have a good sleep pattern because I, I, um, I know how important it is for health. It, sleeping is the part of the time where the body recovers. Your hunger and your satiating hormones are regulated if you get a good night's sleep and your mood and your hormones as a result of that, you getting a decent uh, eight-hour sleep. But is there a way that you track it or are there tips that you pass on to the people that you currently train or come into contact with, Kev? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I'm, a, I'm like you. I'm on a very uh, structured sleep protocol because once, once you learn about, and I'd suggest anyone, and I don't know if you've ever uh, heard of him or checked him out, but Dr. Matthew Walker um, around sleep. He's a sleep guru. Uh, Why We Sleep is one of the best books. I suggest it to everyone. That will open your eyes and make you want to invest in sleep right here and right now. It will make you want to take a nap right now. Um, but what I would, um, it, 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 all, it all comes down, the problem with shift work is it comes down to circadian misalignment, which is our natural body clock, our natural rhythms that we've evolved with for you know, millions of years. And all of a sudden, because of modern technology and societal demands, we're all of a sudden you know, putting it all out of whack. And unless you're paying attention to it, like you said, there's, it's, very, it's very easy to uh, fall victim to. Uh, so what I what I typically suggest and what I you know personally follow is having a structured um, bedtime every single day of the week, including the weekends, and a a uh, wake time. And you know you give yourself a half an hour grace period between those times, but that that keeps you with a strong circadian alignment, thus improving such as your metabolism the next day, uh, your um, your recovery, um, the um, all, all the different functions of your body and things like that. So uh, everything is everything is connected, as you know. All right, influences everything else, and all the little small changes that we make that we don't think matter um, actually do. And understanding, you know, that that um, that going to bed at midnight every night or two a.m. every night. Uh, makes you miss out on like a key portion of what would be deep sleep time, which in the big picture, you know, or which is, which is a time where something called the glymphatic system um, cleans out all of the neurotoxic waste that you've accumulated throughout the day. Um, and this only happens during deep, slow wave sleep in the beginning part of the night. So mostly between 10 PM and 2 AM. Um, and you do this, you put this on repeat, you know, for 40, 20, 30, 40 years, you're setting yourself up for some negative health um, effects down the line. So. Yeah, right, right. but that, that's very interesting. What I would like to know is, do you record your sleep or are there um, any trackers that you use? Do you use any likes of a sports watch or? I use the aura, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The aura ring. Yeah, Lord so the rings the we've had. Have you have you uh, have you heard of the aura ring at all? I, I have come across it, and it's not something that I currently use. I, I would just have a strict uh, period of window that I would fall asleep if I'm getting up, and I do try to get up at half five religiously, either Monday to Sunday, just waiting my work schedule just at the minute, and going to bed at half nine. That gets in my seven and a half to eight hours sleep, and I would be fairly regimental on it, including the weekends. But of course, there's always family events that do come up and you do your best to be as social as you possibly can. But I would be still try to get up at the same time. You, it's one thing from that book that I read, Matthew Walker's um, How We Sleep or Why We Sleep is you can't, it's not like a bank account. You can't pay it back. You missed, missed the payment. That's it. You try your best and get, try catch up with a small bit. You can do naps in between. Maybe it might help as well to get yourself um, to catch up on a tiny bit of sleep. But I would, I don't have anything to track it at this moment in time, but it might be something I might look into in the near future. But what, what are your thoughts on the ring? Tell me, aura ring. Is yeah, it? no, I, I, I like the aura ring. I personally uh, think that it's probably one of the 
better sleep trackers out there. Um, and the way I like to put it, and I've done a couple of videos on this, um, you know, I've been tracking my sleep with this um, and it doesn't always go on your thumb. I just, you know, need to keep switching it up. Um, but one of the things that I really noticed is it gives you the objective data that you can correlate with your subjective feel. So it gives you the data, the, the cold, hard data that around your, your sleep time, how much deep sleep you get, how much REM sleep you get, things such uh, recovery metrics, such as low resting heart rate, your heart rate through the night, something called heart rate variability, which is the disparity of beats. Um, uh, the uh, disparity, the amount of time, milliseconds in between your heartbeats. And the, the thought is with heart rate variability is when you are sleeping, when you're in more rested state, a more parasympathetic state, a rest and digest state um, compared to a fight or flight state, which is your sympathetic nervous system, parasympathetic nervous system, rest and digest. You want to be in this most of the time if you're not getting chased by a you know, saber toothed tiger or a lion. Um, it's a good metric of rest and recovery because the more disparity between your beats, between your heartbeat, um, the higher heart rate variability, the more well-rested you were, were, the more parasympathetic, um, the more in a parasympathetic state you were, um, thus it improves your sleep quality and things like that. So it gives you the hard, you know, objective data that you can then, you know, weigh Wake up, say, oh, I feel awesome. Oh, 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 I don't, I don't feel, you know, that good. And you go back, you look at the data and you correlate it and you become to be, and the real value, you know, that I find from it is you become to um, get in tune with your body from a sleep perspective. You, at, at this point, after doing it for two years, I don't need to go to the app every single day and look at the data. I can wake up um, and just by going off how I feel, it gives you a bunch of different like sleep activity um, and recovery scores each and every day. I can guess within a point or two accuracy on a you know, one to a 100 scale where I'm at just by subjective feel now because I'm that in tune with um, how I feel when I wake up and based on correlating the data for you know a full year and, and longer. So that that's the real value out of it. I, I think it's it's becoming closer to your body and, and the different um, and, and the different little feels that, that, that you get and you know how, how being rested and recovery feels and things like that. And, and you don't need you don't need the objective data anymore at that point. No, oh, that's very interesting. And I definitely will be looking in the near future to get something to track my sleep more regimentally so that I can keep and closer. Fitbit does it or um, Apple, Apple Watch does it, you know, they're getting better, but this Aura Ring, the data it provides, I think is, uh, it, it, it provides, you know, more um, valuable in terms of sleep, right? But there's a lot of different, different uh, ways to, um, you know, see the data. Currently at this moment in time, my uh, fitness watch, I got in the lost and found at the gym, but my biggest uh, feature on it is, uh, is a light. It was on, it was on sale. <laughs> right, we're just going to move on to the next topic we'll be talking about. Absolutely. Um, your, your foods. Tell me about what are, what are you, what's your current regimen or your, um, your diet like or what are you recommending to people that you're coming into contact with? Just expand a little bit on that for the listeners so we can um, see your thoughts on food generally. 
Yeah. So interesting question. I do. So from a dietary, you know, standpoint, I do focus on um, eating real whole foods as much as possible. That's, that's what I mainly eat. Um, I've been following a plant-based diet for a while now, for probably four to five years. Um, what started as a, a very basic plant-based diet, you know, definitely got a lot more creative in the, in the foods I make and, 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 you know, makes it a lot easier to sustain. Cause I know a lot of people in the beginning, a lot of the comments I get is it's, it's, it's tough to just, you know, eat, how do I, how do I cook them? What do I, you know, how do I eat these vegetables? What? So it's definitely a struggle in the beginning, but um, I've been following a plant-based diet. I've also am big into um, different fasting protocols. So I, I have the focus that um, I talk about on the blog, on the YouTube, on Instagram and TikTok is everything is, you know, longevity focused. So living the healthiest possible life as long as possible. Too many people accept the fact that when they hit 50, 60 years old, they're going to uh, have one, two, three different disease states that they're going to be dealing with chronic disease states. That's going to keep them from really in those so-called golden years. It's going to be keeping them from doing what they truly love, what they, you know, get the most out of life, um, with. And, and that's, that's a sad fact, right? Um, yeah. that, that many people accept this. And so what I kind of preach to, you know, anyone who will listen is you don't have to accept it. It's all about taking back ownership of your health here and now and um, creating the micro daily habits that are sustainable, that will go and be processed into, you know, your daily lifestyle as almost being on autopilot. Um, so it's not even going to be hard after you get over that initial hump, um, that grace period of creating a good habit. It's not going to be hard because you're going to be processing it from a, or it's going to be stored as um, it's, it's not going to take willpower anymore. It's going to be put in that autopilot part of our brain um, where we just we get up and we do it. Yeah. It's, it's a bit true when you know, like, I'm sure, you know, exercise and eating the right way with you, um, things getting your sleep. It's, it's a bit true now because you know how awesome it feels to be well-rested, be, um, eating real nourishing foods and to be moving daily. Right. It's almost addicting to a point. The body craves more health. Yeah. Um, and it's a knock-on effect. One area of your fitness and your health knocks onto your other. If you're eating right, you have more energy levels. You have more energy levels. You have better productive in the likes of your training and your day-to-day activities in your job, whatever you do on a daily basis. And then generally, if you're fitter, you're happier. When people are happier, it's a knock-on effect into other people that you surround yourself with. And the quote that comes to mind is, you're the average of the people you hang around with. If you hang around with people who are healthier, you hang around with people who are happier, inevitably, you are going to be the fifth or the sixth individual that's going to be the happier, happier individual and the best version of you. And that's, that's something that I try to preach people. You don't have to be the best. You just have to be your best, really. And each and every day and each and every choice that you make, whether it be a food choice, whether it be to say yes to something, as opposed to say, sometimes we have to say no, because how often is it when we go to work, there's, there's the likes of there's, there's donuts, there's chocolates, there's biscuits, there's cakes, it's someone's birthday. But sometimes you have to say no to something to actually say yes to yourself. 
and that's that's too often ignored and it, it, it to, say, to say to anybody it's easy to be healthy it's easy to be fit that's that's not the right thing to say but if you want something different than you currently have you have to do something different that you're currently doing and and that's one of the messages i try to get is to preach to people similar to yourself that anybody that listen if food choices are massive because the food choices that you eat on a regular basis determine your energy levels your mood and how you look and how you feel and like starting with the gold standard being organic produce and local produce and for the majority of these listeners and i'm sure i might get a couple of your own listeners wherever you are it's about sourcing it local it's about sourcing it organic or chemical free so that you can feel the benefits and these foods are not only good for us they're good for the environment and it's not just thinking of the next 50 years it's thinking of the next 50 years after that when we're not around here and your kids or your nephews or your nieces or whoever we're thinking about because sometimes we think too short short term we need to think long term because talking about the likes of oh this food choice or that food choice what choices we make today determine the soil health of the future and that's something that i'm quite passionate about but um getting back to the foods and you were saying that you do a little bit of yeah, i love by the way let me just comment i love i love what you just said that was you know <laughs> finding sustainable ways to produce the foods and you know keep the next generations in mind and keep our planet the only home we have we have two homes we have the planet and we have our body right we better be taking care of both of them um i i love i, I love what you just what you just said that was spot on <laughs> yes oh man. but we'll get you do a bit of cooking on tiktok today and i'm gonna have to get a get a bit on and a bit oh, of okay. action for sure you said it's 11 a.m just for the listeners that are listening to this podcast it won't be out this week but it'll be out next week pretty damn soon you said you do it on a regular basis i'll be definitely joining in i'll be cooking in with you but you tell the listeners when you do it and we'll hook it up and i'll be posting it all over my social medias to see can we get a couple more you're, people you're killing you're killing me man <laughs> um <laughs> We have some fun. The cool thing about TikTok is we, we get to have some fun. So uh, typically 11 a.m. Eastern New York time, I'll go live and I cook something on a protocol I've been following called plant-based OMAD, plant-based one meal a day. It's an intermittent fasting protocol. Um, really, it's a time-restricted feeding protocol, but people you know, always confuse the names. It, it's a, a fasting protocol that I follow with a longevity and health, cellular and metabolic health focus. Um, we talk all about it, I have a bunch of videos about it on YouTube, so I won't get into the details here, but we have some fun. We do about 30 minutes of preparation uh, live on TikTok where you know we'll answer all the questions, we'll have some fun, we'll cook a little bit, uh, we'll get some good tunes playing and uh, just spread the, spread the good healthy vibe. Um, yeah, no, but definitely. I'll be definitely joining for that 100%. <laughs> I want, if, if you join, then you have to do one. Oh, definitely, man. No doubt. No, <laughs> shadow of a doubt. Hands down. I, look, I, do, I, do, I do the range of everything. And sometimes people focus too much on just one thing in fitness, whether it be sometimes, oh, training. I just need to do the training. And then maybe I just need to do the foods. Or maybe I just need to buy the foods. And then they don't end up cooking it. So I try and amalgamate it all in together. And then the, the fourth thing is the growing as well. Or if people, and I get people to be slightly more interested in where the likes of food come from. Because also we've lost a little bit of touch of what things are. And just to give you an example of, there's too many people who actually don't even wouldn't be able to recognize and identify simple vegetables. What a Brussels sprout plant looks like. It's a quite large um, brassica similar to brassica, the, the broccolis and the cauliflowers and the kale. 
but it's a, it's a huge thing that people have just lost complete touch with. So I go from literally from seed, from sowing it to harvesting it to like so bringing it down, cooking it, showing people how to cook it, what's the best way and the quickest way and the likes of the benefits of it for them for their health. Brussels sprouts being part of the basket family, they have vitamin C, they're full of fiber, good for gut health, and vitamin C, good for your immune system, good for your skin. And who doesn't want to feel better, look better, just they can even grow it themselves because some people say they can't afford it. Well, the seeds are very, very cheap. I tell you that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So a seed today. That's, I mean, you must you must be a pro at answering the uh, eating healthy is so expensive question by now, right? I have it down to a T. Just throw up the ball, bang, home run. <laughs> home, home run. Everyone's on base. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I would I would um, I would be interested in because this is something that I you know, hear a lot of information on, but I haven't self-educated myself on it. So I'm always eating organic where I can, right? Um, yeah, of course. Eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the more commercial? And I have gardens in the backyard too. So I try to, you know, grow as much as I can. I'm not the best. I'm going to need offline. I'm going to need some uh, growing tips from you because I, I, have, I have some issues <laughs> with carrots and tomatoes primarily. But <laughs> What are, what are your thoughts on more of the larger organic growers um, and the, you know, they, there's certain chemicals in it. I think it's different in different countries. Yeah, you're right. There's chemicals right. that they can use and can't use and what, so something that you would be getting at say, you know, a common grocery store with organic is like a whole foods um, in, in the U S what would, what would be your thoughts on something, you know, organic romaine um, or, or lettuce um that's sitting in our you know whole foods is that what and and the chemicals that could be potentially sprayed on it right when with organics is the main difference that i and i my aim is to get people to shop local to shop organic and then the whole idea of it is it's less miles on it as a result of that so each and every product to say that this lettuce is the only lettuce that everyone should eat or these potatoes are the only potatoes that people should eat you can't paint what they say you can't paint everyone with the same brush but to get to your point you have to try and source it as best you can that's why i recommend farmers markets are a better shout than your larger stores why because you can actually get to know the grower and in fact this is another point of getting it cheaper because each and every year and each and every season there are crops that are grown and too many people go to the larger stores and they miss out on the fresher the more nutrient dense and for people to say there aren't more nutrient dense the second something is harvested and the longer it sits on the likes of a shelf or in a plastic container, it actually degrades in its nutritional value. So I always have a preference towards people going to a farmer's market or even getting in contact with someone who can deliver veg box schemes. There's loads of them starting to pop up around yeah. Ireland, especially with the likes of this COVID virus at this moment in time. Literally, there's growers all over the world, and remind Ireland, all over America. And people, literally, we grow things. I'm growing on a small scale, but there's growers all over the place that will and do grow things. And then there's box schemes that get things delivered straight to them. And then that also reduces the amount of miles that gets increased nutrients benefits for you. And then as a result of that, then there's minimized plastic because they come in cardboard boxes which can be recycled so it's kind of a massive knock-on effect when you try and find something and it's difficult people say i can't find it well i that's what i help people with too wherever they are based in ireland i'm able to try and get them to find country markets because when i first started out i'm growing organically for uh, myself personally for the last this is my fifth year growing now 
But previous to that, I hadn't an idea of where these country markets were. And I find some in Cork, that's west of Ireland. There's some in, there's some in every small town village in Ireland, to name them out, we just here all day. But it's the idea of what's the best vegetables in absent is often a question asked that they should eat organically. The best one is the one that you eat on a regular basis where you can yeah. get, yeah, fresh, where you can get, and you know how to cook it. Because there's no point in me saying, okay, these are the best tomatoes and you should be getting them from this source and everyone goes there and then they come back and they go, I don't actually like tomatoes. I don't know what to do with them. And they leave them sit in the fridge. And that's a common problem. People buy vegetables and I recommend them to buy peppers. I recommend them to buy tomatoes, cucumbers, courgettes, all common things, uh, carrots, parsnips, and then they, they bring them home and they sit them in the fridge. And then in fact, they go off, they go moldy. They forget about them, they put them in the bottom drawer. And that's a massive, massive loser. Nobody wins there, nobody wins. Nobody gets the benefits from it. And that's not the, that's not, the game. That's my, not my aim. My aim is to get people to eat it and use it and buy it or grow it themselves because you cannot gain the advantage of something you do not do. So that's hugely important finding foods that benefit you and to say that everyone should eat 100% organic at this moment in time, that's extremely difficult. So to, for everybody to be their, at their optimal health, you do your best. You choose the foods where you can, where you, you can get them, and you'll see the benefits when you start to consume them on a higher, more plant-based, local, fresh, more sustainable food choices for you. And, and that's that's my approach towards um, choosing foods at a whole stu whole um, one of those larger stores. Yeah, no, it's uh, any any way you can get more more on the plate, you know, and it it, it goes a long way. And yeah. you it, you did the classic, you know, teach a give a man a fish, teach a man the fish example, right? If you if you give them the uh, these awesome veggies and they don't know how to cook them they don't know how to eat them it you know it's and and they go bad in the fridge everyone loses yeah, everyone. It, it's terrible it, it, it happens so often it's it's a killer and um just something that we can touch on there in relation to the likes of foods and nutrition value and antioxidants i am a massive fan of antioxidants it's a micronutrient so many different benefits and just to break it down for some of the listeners some of the new listeners that we'll be getting from this and reaching out to other people. Antioxidants are just, what they are is they prevent the likes of free radicals that can occur and do occur on a normal and a regular basis from the likes of, you can train and cause um, oxidation in, in the body, but excessive amounts of it can cause excess stress, excessive stress followed by the likes of chronic illnesses. So foods, all vegetables and fruits uh, have antioxidants. So I just want to know your thoughts and what are your um, even recommendations for people with you train or pass on information to? Yeah, I mean, listen, eat them. They're <laughs> uh, like I'll be I'll be straight up with you. Uh, plants plants have you know things such as phytochemicals, compounds that are beneficial that provide um, uh, antioxidants. You know, supplement us really with natural antioxidants that help us. Um, neutralize those things that you just uh, mentioned being you know free radicals basically the byproduct of living we're going to have we have these chemical reactions going on inside our body 24 7 non-stop um if we didn't have you know if we didn't have it going on we wouldn't be alive we wouldn't be breathing um, we have these massive power stations they're actually very very tiny but 
uh, mitochondria that are actually of bacterial ancestry inside each and every cell and they um, are able to synthesize energy that we can actually use to live um, and as these you know as these reactions go on as you know mitochondrial potentially get damaged um, as we eat less than optimal food um, that drive um, things such as chronic inflammation in our gut to the rest of the body um, that turns into systemic inflammation and things like that we we increase the um, the less than optimal byproducts, these free radicals that are, you know, potentially harmful. So being able, and we do have anti natural antioxidant, you know, capabilities to neutralize these things, but um, supplementing them with real whole foods, colorful foods goes, goes a long way. Oh, and by the way, it will, you know, help you on a million different levels, including promoting those beneficial bacteria, strengthening that mucus layer on top of your gut wall, strengthening the epithelial cells that make up your gut wall, creating tighter junctions, not letting large particles and pathogens make their way into the bloodstream, not making the immune system over, overreact and things like that. It, it has a, you know, over, again, everything is connected to everything else. So uh, good habits build on good habits. Right. And I, I'm a firm believer there isn't too many people in the world that wouldn't benefit from eating more single ingredient vegetables on a daily yeah. basis. And there is like, listen, everyone's different. So there are sensitivities um, that each peop, uh, that each individual person might have, you know, especially to different types of um, uh, vegetables or fruits or things like that and that's totally understandable but that's that's something that you you have to kind of try out and you have to work through yourself and and it's listen it's going to be a lot better than um eating the box of oreos so um like things such as you know beans um there are some anti-nutrients and they're natural protective um parts of plants right um that you know these these natural um pesticides that come in the plants that help fend off their natural predators like insects and things like that so these if we you know have a less than optimal gut wall which many people do um these could pose potential problems and cause a little discomfort um and and it's something that you need to be each individual needs to they have a sensitivity or not, and you have to do things such as cook the beans, cook out the anti-nutrients, the lectins, and um, and eat them that way. And sooner rather than later, your gut wall will strengthen. Um, everything I just went through, and um, and you sh should be able to eat those types of food without you know major problems. Yeah, and that's such a good point that you touched on there. I'm just going to further expand on that. The likes of these are natural chemicals. Antioxidants are natural chemicals. And that's one of the main reasons why, and there's, there are studies to prove that organically grown and chemical free produce has higher antioxidants because they have to defend themselves. They don't have harsh chemicals sprayed on that protect them from pests or diseases. They have to produce something from within. And some of the, um, the likes of the vegetables from the Brassica family have antioxidants that are super beneficial. That's why they, it's recommended to eat the likes of broccoli. That's why people who train in the gym say, like, what, what vegetables are going to have with this meal or breakfast, lunch or dinner? They typically go, oh, yeah, I'm going to have some broccoli. And 
there's other vegetables from that are similar to that is it likes a kale i'm a massive believer in kale why because it's an it's an in-season crop at this moment in time and the likes of not enough people are consuming that vegetable and there's growers out there that are growing this crop and it's going to waste and if more people bought that they would be able to consume a high fibrous food a high antioxidant food and gain the benefit of magnesium as well as that will aid in a good night's sleep and it's kind of an as we touched on knock-on effect when one you do one good thing that benefits you it leads on to another right well, we're just going to finish up we, i'm just conscious of your time and the whole lot here um i just want to finish i up. didn't go all that now yeah sure i know we could, we could we could stop and we'll go and do a second round we might even do a second go. round i'm down yeah. i just want to finish up with a quick one fire quick answer i'm looking for yourself is okay on the organic fitness podcast ask some guests what is their favorite vegetable to consume Dude, to tell you the tr- like, so the 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 <laughs> you you throw me in a loop here now. Um, yeah, so the the bowl that I spoke of before has probably about twenty five to thirty different vegetables in it on a daily basis. So I'm like I'm loading up big time every single day. Um, it is a difficult question. I do understand that from a man similar to myself. It's a high plant-based diet, but to pick one, that's what I'm looking for here now. The breadwinner. What is it? You call it. Okay. Oh, man. Um, lentils, brassicas, orientals. I like, I like it all. I like it all. So what I will say, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, pick my favorite. I'm going to pick, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you something that I like to do. So okay. and I, I'm sure, hopefully there are other people out there that like to do this. I like getting a nice um, full head of romaine and I like peeling off the leaves and, and having a nice like Tex-Mex organic bean mix that I make with all different spices in it and stuff and garlic and onions and cilantro and olive oil um, a little, a little Himalayan salt, a little um, chili powder, cayenne powder, all that stuff. A little Tex-Mex mix. This big um, head of romaine, peeling off leaf by leaf and using the leaves as a wrap, and throwing in the bean mix and getting just a nice romaine uh, Tex-Mex wrap. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. If well, you that's haven't a, that's tried the best romaine leaves, if you haven't tried romaine leaves as a wrap, go for it. You will not be disappointed. Low carb meals, man. You're on to a winner there. You can't go wrong there. There you go. I go. Listen, I'm. I love carbs, so I'll. I'll uh, I'm just going for for taste. Yeah, too right. Here, just before we finish up, I want you to tell the listeners where's the best place for them to contact you on your, any of your social medias. I'll have them on the show notes, but you call them out here now, just for the listeners on this podcast. Yeah. Awesome. No, this has been a ton of fun, and I um I'm sincere when I say it. Down for a part two whenever you want to do it. No, he's good. Um. And maybe even figure out something to do with like a YouTube live. Um, we can talk oh. offline. Yeah, we, but, yeah, we uh, got that. Uh, so my most active platforms are YouTube posting um, two to three times a week, different health and longevity focused content, as well as a weekly workout. Um, do a lot of kettlebell and, um, and uh, functional training and body weight work there. So uh, YouTube, Instagram, one to two times a day, and then TikTok. TikTok, we're on like four to seven posts a day. So if you want to, if you want to laugh and uh, I don't know, watch me make a fool of myself, <laughs> find me on TikTok. 
But really, really appreciate the time, man. This was this was a ton of fun. No, no, and I always finish the, the episode by thanking the guests for coming on. But my final notes are: stay tuned, stay classy, and keep it organic. You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast.